Recently on the Marketplace Morning Report, you heard our Democracy in the Desert series. We took you to places characterized by researchers as news deserts to see what communities stand to lose when they're without a local news ecosystem, especially during an election year. This kind of reporting takes resources. David Brancaccio went on a six-day reporting trip with two of our producers, grounding themselves in these communities and meeting locals who are trying to find solutions and fill the gaps. Every donation to Marketplace helps sustain this kind of in-depth journalism. Please give what you can today at marketplace.org slash donate. We're celebrating Marketplace's 35th anniversary with some throwback thank you gifts available during this March fundraiser. We took our old dot-com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how much you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash donate. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash donate. January was not very spendy. From Marketplace, I'm Sabri Beneshore, in for David Brancaccio. We just got the latest retail sales data. That is how much we're buying. In January, sales were down eight-tenths of a percent. That is more than economists expected. Consumers have been complaining about persistent inflation and higher prices, so maybe now they're pulling back on spending a bit. Susan Schmidt is head of public equity at the State of Wisconsin Investment Board. Hi, Susan. Good morning. So, you know, January is kind of a weird month, right? It's right after the holidays. We've spent ourselves silly. It's cold. We don't feel like spending. But at the same time, they're supposed to adjust for all this stuff. And the number was still down. What do we think of that? Month before month, retail sales have declined. They haven't declined this much in almost a year. So we are seeing a decline. And that's because consumers just backed off. They spent a lot in December. Remember, those numbers were higher than we expected. But you are really seeing a difference here. The estimate for month-over-month retail sales was to be down 0.2%. Instead, they came in down 0.8%. It seems like a small difference, but economists are really going to tune into that because it is an indicator of how the consumer is feeling. It's funny because earlier we got the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, and that was higher than expected, suggesting that consumers were ramping up, that demand was high. So how do we reconcile that? And how are markets reconciling that? Well, this is what is going to keep investors guessing. And this is the volatility in the market that we're seeing right now. Earlier in the week, we had economic data that did suggest that inflation was still there, was still a problem. And investors implied that the Fed was going to have to take longer then to combat inflation, wouldn't be dropping rates that quickly. This data tells you that there is some weakness in the consumer. So that really means they're becoming more value-oriented. That's an indicator for the market, too. Maybe the consumer is already feeling this, and we're further along that path in taming inflation. Investors will be battling this back and forth until the Fed actually makes a decision and takes action with interest rates. Susan Schmidt, head of public equity at the State of Wisconsin Investment Board. Thank you so much. Thank you. Shares of Express, the clothing retailer, are up 15%, but that is after tumbling 40% earlier this week on news that the company could soon file for bankruptcy protection. Express became a mainstay of U.S. malls around the time when shoulder pads reigned supreme. But these days, traffic at its 600 stores is down, and it's looking to restructure a massive debt. As Marketplace's Lily Jamali reports, Express is just the latest once-popular business to fall on hard times. 
Until last year, the number of U.S. bankruptcy filings had been in decline, but data show 2023 marked a turning point. Chapter 11 filings by businesses rose 40 percent in 2023 compared to a year earlier. Scott Stewart is CEO of the Turnaround Management Association. He says higher interest rates have a lot to do with that. So companies that had easy access to money um, but did not have to be accountable in terms of how to manage debt and how to manage stresses in, in certain industry sectors now again have to do so. Stewart says this is not a sign of fundamental problems in this economy, but more a sign things are returning to normal after an unusual couple of years brought on by the pandemic and all the stimulus that came with it. I'm Lily Jamali for Marketplace. Both the U.K. and Japan officially slipped into recession in the last quarter of 2023. GDP in the U.K. fell three-tenths of a percent that quarter. Japan's GDP fell four-tenths of a percent, to the point that Japan has lost its title as the world's third-largest economy to Germany. Japan is now number four. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. 2023 was a good year for stock markets, and that was good news for the colleges and universities that invested in those markets through their endowments. According to an annual survey out today from the National Association of College and University Business Officers, the average return on endowments in fiscal year 2023 was 7.7%. Marketplace's Stephanie Hughes has more. You can think of an endowment like it's a pot of money for a university to use, or really lots of little pots of money each given by a different donor, often for a particular purpose. This money can be used to build a new building. This money can be used to go to student financial aid. Dominique Baker is a professor of education and public policy at the University of Delaware. She points out the majority of colleges in the U.S., both public and private, have endowments. And they can create a kind of financial backstop for the schools, says Ted Mitchell, president of the American Council on Education. If other things in the world don't go right, say enrollment plummets, or there's a natural disaster, there's a pot of money that can be used to support the operations of the institution. The survey found endowments provide, on average, about 11 percent of schools' annual operating budgets. 
2023, that money went to academic programs, faculty salaries, and facilities. And about half went to grants and scholarships for students. Sarah Pingle is with the National Center for Higher Education Management Systems. The student never actually gets cash in their pocket for that, right? It just gets applied to their tuition and fees bill. And now the institution can use those same dollars for whatever short-term needs they have within that particular fiscal year. The median endowment in the survey was worth about $209 million. The 7.7% average return last year came from the stock market. The top large cap tech stocks drove a huge portion of the return for the fiscal year. Tim Yates is with Common Fund, an asset management firm that collaborated on the survey. He points out historically, institutions with larger endowments tend to perform better, in part because they have more money in private investments. But last year, those didn't do so well. Private equity and venture are startup companies, smaller companies, middle market companies, things like that, didn't keep up with that sharp rally. Yates says some schools are looking for big returns, which is why they tend to invest outside the regular old stock and bond markets. I'm Stephanie Hughes for Marketplace. And in New York, I'm Sabri Benishore with the Marketplace Morning Report. From APM American Public Media.